Welcome back to Beauty Uncovered by Olaplex, your access to world-renowned beauty experts, industry leaders, and beauty influencers on the cutting edge of what's happening now. Fame is trauma, and it's also addictive. It gives you that temporary fix. If you don't know yourself, you'll be chasing more and more and more, and then you eventually don't take care of your own self. This is Danielle Frank, and I am really fascinated by our topic today because we have a social media influencer, a beauty influencer that talks about skincare. Her name is V. Lai, and her Instagram and TikTok handles are What's on V's Face. She's got a lot of followers. She grew practically overnight. And originally, our conversation was supposed to be about skincare and recommendations, but what it really turned into is a deep dive into the good that social media influencers can have, but also shines a light on the dark side as well, and what it really does to a person who at one point or another was just a regular person out on the street to being all of a sudden famous. So, with that being said, let's dive in. V, I'm telling you, it's been a couple of days. How are you doing? I'm doing great, actually. Um, After talking to you yesterday, I feel much better about it, and I'm very comfortable. And the fact that you prioritize my mental health, chef kid, that's what everyone is supposed to do. Well, it's important. It's important. And you're so great on your social media, talking so candidly about everything and the things that you go through. And I think that helps so many people. But I want to I want to digress. I want to kind of go backwards a little bit because, I mean, your presence on social media obviously has blown up over the past year. But I want to go back to really what you started because I am that person that scrolled all the way back on your Instagram and stuff. I was looking at your first post and it was like, it was, you know, showing different skincare products. What made you interested in skincare in general? Okay. So skincare, it was a way for me to cope with my anxiety and depression at the time. But also I see it like, it was a snowball effect, me taking care of myself, doing my skincare routine and making that into a daily thing that I show up for myself, eventually turned into something bigger and bigger. But more importantly, it was at a point in my life where I felt super lonely. I was going through a lot of mental health issues, but not a lot of people that I can turn to to talk about. So I found a way to just be completely myself and unload myself on social media and somehow people resonated with that and it became a thing like especially during COVID everyone was feeling similar things to me but it's nice to have someone else putting things into words for you you know what I mean it's Um, so funny you said that about the skincare and like the ritualistic mm -hmm. almost feel Mm -hmm. of it because Sometimes when I'm struggling or when I'm getting too stressed out, those are the times that I actually slow down. And, you know, you have all your products and like maybe you'll use one here, (laughs) but when I really feel like I need to ground myself, uh, that's when I'm going, I'm going to start with this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. 
That is really interesting. So, I mean, here's what I'm curious about because you started with just some recommendations and then you started Mm -hmm. posting. Mm -hmm. What do you think that you posted or started doing that really just all of a sudden grabbed attention? Okay. If I have to be completely honest, it was me showing more than just skincare products. Me being more than just a product reviewer. Me talking to the camera, like I'm talking to a friend because at that point in time, I literally needed that company, the company of my followers. But I think that really made people think, you know, oh, this lady is probably crying for help, but at least she's very honest about it. And people were attracted to that aspect of me being just, hey, listen, I don't have my shit together. I'm just using skincare as a way to cope with my mental health. And I'm going to share my honest thoughts and reviews on products. And at the same time, I try to be educated, not just, you know, buying into trends and chasing, you know, the new products. But I try to educate myself by learning from dermatologists, scientists, chemists, formulators, people who actually are in the business. So I think that also kind of elevated me a little bit because I'm not just someone who's like, hey, this type of moisturizer feels really nice on your skin. I, I try to be a little more analytic about things. But yeah, but that's how, I guess that's why I'm different. I actually saw your post about how you were talking about you should not be oh. taking your skincare <laughs> advice from social media yeah. influencers and that it's okay to listen to them and yeah. okay to hear about it, but always mm-hmm. do your own research. Go to a doctor, right. go to a chemist, yes. go to the experts. I really exactly. think that's part of what resonates with you is that you are so... I mean, honest is one word, but it's more. It's not like you're trying to make yourself out to be something that you're not. Right. And I'm, I think like a consumer. And I think that's why part of my social media kind of blew up because I never saw myself as a, a person of authority or someone who know more than the average consumer because I'm not. I didn't go to school for it. It's like a secondhand knowledge. You know what I mean? I learned from doctors who are generous enough to share information but I didn't learn I didn't go to school I didn't write any paper I didn't learn any from the real sources you know what I mean so in a way I always tell my followers listen but always verify because with the rate of how fast people can grow on social media and and skincare is huge on, mm -hmm. on social media now it's huge it's huge and don't let people leverage that. Don't let people take advantage of your insecurity because people who start to care about their skin are the people who, who are in a vulnerable place, like myself included. When you feel like you need to take care of your skin, that's, that's a sign that something is like, maybe you're just a really like put together person and you know what you need to do to take care of yourself. But I think me knowing that I needed to take care of my skin was a sign that, oh my God, I have been neglecting my skin and myself for too long. It's time to pick up my slack and like invest in myself. And like you say earlier, right? It's the only time in my life where I felt like I had control over what I want to put on my face or what the routine thing, you know? So yeah, I think it's bigger than just, just skincare, but also don't let people take advantage of your insecurity. Right. Because 
on social media, people go viral for being shocking, for yeah. giving you shock factor, for having a fun personality, but they may not carry the truth. They may not share science. Yeah. So I always tell people. It's funny because I do feel like, you know, we always talk on Beauty Uncovered. We're always trying to bring out what that beauty from the inside and have it reflect on the outside. But really, in all honesty, sometimes you're just not feeling great on the inside. And so taking care of yourself on the outside is that first act of kindness and Mm -hmm. care that you can do for yourself. And it just makes it that, I don't know, maybe it makes it easier to see what's going on in the inside. I don't know. I agree. I think for me personally, it works differently for people, everyone else, and not everyone is going to have the same vanity like me. <laughs> I'm a little vain, to be honest. No, I mean, I, you know, it's funny. I am not vain, but yet I am. Like I, I have, it's a duality. I'm, I'm yeah. the same person that's right now might, may or may not be in pajama pants right now, but <laughs> I'm the same person that wants to wear makeup, you know, and, and have my hair a certain way. Yeah. But for me, I need to look good in order to feel good. I need to see it for myself. I need to see that what I'm doing is making an immediate impact. And it did. I mean, granted, I'm still very young. I just turned 30 this year. And it's crazy to take skincare advice from a 30-year-old who I'm still a baby. You know You know what, though? I really, <laughs> I used to have... I don't know how old was I, maybe like 23 years old. And I remember going to this thing. It was like a makeup seminar. I don't know why I was there because I really (laughs) didn't wear makeup. And I remember them talking about skincare, skincare, skincare. You know, you've got to take care of it now because you'll thank me when you get older. And I didn't take it seriously. Yeah. (laughs) But I do think it's important because in every age group, you got to do different things. So Mm -hmm. in your 20s and early 30s, you, you know, that's a great time to be starting that ritual. Yeah. But for me to be talking about anti-aging, I think it's very ironic. Like for some someone in their 20s to give anti-aging skincare advice. Now that I look back and we talked yesterday about how I'm trying to evolve as a person and hopefully it's evident in my content because these days I look back at my older content and I'm like... I knew what I did there. I wanted to be shocked. I wanted to be clickbaity or to have sound bites. But really, like, who would take anti-aging skincare from a 29, 28-year-old? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, people my age, definitely. But, yeah. Well, I mean, so this is a good segue because we did talk a little bit yesterday and we were talking about what it's like to... I hate the word insta-famous, but it is kind of like that. I mean, in all honesty, you sit there and you think, you know, a lot of celebrities or people that are very deliberately putting themselves, you know, news people, whatever, they're putting themselves out in the media. And when we're on social media, it is a level playing field. We're all just basically putting content out there that resonates, what we think resonates with us or makes us feel good. But then... You know, as much as we all see those big numbers with a lot of different influencers, it's actually a very small pool of people, you know, Mm -hmm. in the grand scheme of things. It's just people. Right. And you are in that company of these people and it's a different life. And Mm -hmm. especially speaking from your background where you have had anxiety issues and everything, Mm -hmm. 
I would love for you to talk a little bit about what it was like as it was growing and going, oh, because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but for a while there, I didn't want anybody to see me. <laughs> I was making content, but I didn't want people to see me. It makes no sense. Completely yeah. counterintuitive. Yeah, but what I, was that like? Yeah, it's, it's trauma. Fame is trauma. And it's also addictive. You know, it's like a drug. It gives you that temporary fix because when you feel lonely or you feel invalidated and you're able to have an audience who's willing to listen to you and share your message, like it's boosting your ego. So it's giving you the serotonin or the happy chemical that you need for the time being. But if you don't know yourself, you don't have, my friend and I always say, a solid core and you don't know who you are. It's a distraction because then you be, you will be addicted to that and you'll be chasing more and more and more. And then you eventually don't take care of your own self, your mental health. and your, It's going to come at a cost to you as a person. So when I look at social media and I see people who are much younger than me and people who have not had the life experience that I have. And then granted, I haven't had much compared to someone who, you know, wiser like you. But I've had enough to navigate without kind of compromising my integrity and getting burned out. But I see younger people and I worry about them. I think we, at the rate that we're going right now, it's scary and, and mental health should be prioritized because our human biology software, whatever you want to call it, we're not equipped to handle this kind of exposure and scrutiny because if you grow an audience, everyone will feel entitled to your time and your opinion and the information that you share. And for me personally, like I say, I want to grow as a person and therefore I want to be responsible with my voice, but I don't, I refuse to give into the lip service. Like if people are asking me to speak on all types of issues and I'm not aware of or I'm not educated enough, I'd rather not because it come at a cost, like mentally. I have to educate myself. I have to read up and I have to gain all types of information from all sources and I have to be educated in my statement. I'm not someone who just, you know, gonna say what you want to say and be like a mouthpiece. Is that how you say it? A mouthpiece? Oh yeah, no. I think that describes it perfectly. Do you find that when you're doing, let's say, because I know you have a beautiful, wonderful scope of different types of posts, you know, it's really based on how you're feeling and everything, but also you have the content that you've been known for what's on these pages. <laughs> uh, so when you are doing something like that, are you doing a lot of research on the products mm. before you give your opinion? Are you looking up ingredients and everything? Mm. Yeah. What is your main source on that? Yeah. So because of where I am today, it allowed me to have so many opportunities to try different products. It's just a business. You know what I mean? Like brands want their products to be showcased by influencers. So it's their incentive to like give you all free PRs and hoping for a post and a change. I don't do stuff conventionally. So if you want to be an influencer and you want to grow, you want to put out as many reviews as possible. That's how you grow. People, you have to establish yourself as an expert. And by before you get to the expert level, you got to invest 
and you gotta buy skincare product and you gotta review and review and at this point I don't do that. I'm trying to do things my own way. I don't necessarily care for new products because I know like brands make money by like launching new products that may not be necessary for my skin or my audience skin. So I try not to chase the hype and the new product. Instead, I do my research before I even accept the PR. So I would, I have trusted uh, dermatologists or uh, scientists who are also reviewing products. So if the product has been approved by these people, then I'm more likely to try it for myself hmm. and see if it works on me. And then I always try to finish product rather than just move on to the next one, you know what I mean? Because I get anxiety when I have so many products that I'm not able to use before they go expire. I think that's just being super wasteful. And that's another problem with the skincare community. I think I was going to say, this is something that I... It is interesting to listen to because I do think that there's a lot of people that come onto social media and they're mm-hmm. doing these reviews. And mm-hmm. after a while, you sit there and you think, yeah. how much <laughs> is it paid? How much is it really? Do they, I mean, if they were given it for them to free or, or, yeah. you know, how much of an obligation and how much of a push pull is there? And yeah. it is refreshing to hear that you do it like a review beforehand and, and decide whether or not you want to do something. But do you find that brands just by sending you the product are expecting you to post? I think when, when I was younger, I mean, when, when I was younger, when I was a newer, uh, when, when I was, I was just a babe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I was 29, now I'm 30. But uh, when I was newer to the scene, I feel like I just wanted to get as many products as possible because there's that excitement, which wore out pretty quickly. But now I think I have more control. If someone comes to me and they want me to try their product, I will try the product with no strings attached, absolutely no obligation. I don't want to post. And if I post, it's not going to have any conflict of interest because first of all, I didn't come to you. You came to me. You wanted, you wanted exposure on my page. I will give you exposure if you deserve it. But if I try your product and I'm like, man, or if I don't think it's worth it and I feel strongly enough to talk about it, then I talk about it negatively or whatever. You know what I mean? So, so right there's now, a little bit of a risk for them to send it to you. You don't, they don't necessarily know what they're going to get. <laughs> The thing is that no such thing as bad publicity. They don't care. Like the brands who are savvy, they don't care who say anything. As long as you get people to see their name and recognize the brand and the product, I think that's a win for them. That's more than people not knowing who they are. Yeah. I think so. (laughs) I think so. I I mean, I I never looked at it in that perspective, but I guess so. But is it that? There's no such thing as bad press or something like that. Mm. Yeah, especially for, I mean, skincare is very personal. So like, just because I don't like it doesn't mean that it sucks for everyone else. So sometimes if I have a product that I really feel that strongly about it, some people may see it and like, if she feel that strongly about it, let me try and see if it's that bad. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> or, <laughs> um, but if, if a brand is able to take feedback and still don't get mad at you for being honest, it's a good sign. It's a good sign that they're, 
they they're just trying to make maybe make the product better. I have Wouldn't a it be brand- great to have a guidebook for for brands. <laughs> Yeah. You know, this is the this is the proper response <laughs> to my <write> reviews. <laughs> no, yeah, I've seen I've seen some brands. We're not gonna name names because we classy ladies, but uh, <laughs> but I've seen some of them who maybe the founders being a little bit too invested and they take over social media. This is a few years ago, maybe not not anymore because I don't follow them anymore. But the problem with that is that. When you're a founder and you have stake in, in the company, you're very personally invested and you don't take criticism very well because it's your baby. It's, right. it's your product. You believe in it. I've seen mistakes like that as well. And I don't, it's, you know, you There's you no have need to. for an internet war. That's for <laughs> you have nope, to. nope, nope. So with everything that went on and you, you, <laughs> so you did a post that went viral, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Was this something that completely freaked you out? Or did you just go, well, okay, then I guess, I guess maybe I need to be more transparent. I mean, I sit there and I think to myself, I cannot even fathom what goes through someone's mind when something mm-hmm. like that happens. Is it like, yeah. oh, I'm helping a lot of people or, oh God, everybody now knows. <laughs> like, what is- <laughs> What goes through your head? That's so funny. Great question. I think I went viral. I joined TikTok and I posted three random videos that I already had on my camera. And it went, the second one went viral so quickly. And let me, it's so freaking, I felt alive for the first time in a long time because I'm like, what the heck is this? Like so many people. And then it started feeling like, oh my God, I want to change this feeling because whatever this is, it's good. Now more mm. people are getting to know who I am, which is cool. You know, at first it was really cool. But then when it become a pattern and you like, when you tie your content creation or your creative process to the amount of attention you're going to get, mm-hmm. it become less fun. It become more pressure. Because like what happens when you have that video that you put your heart and soul into thinking this is exactly. going to go viral and then it's like, God, 10 views. <laughs> the- I know. I know. <laughs> and then back to the point, right? If you don't know who you are and you don't have a solid sense of self, you're right. going to tie your self-worth to that because you're like, mm-hmm. oh my God, this is me putting everything I believe in and it doesn't play well. That means I'm not a good content creator. I'm not a good person. Or people exactly. don't like me. Exactly. That's, that's a very scary thought to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And what was it? I had a post not long ago and, you know, I've had a couple that went big and everything, but I put one on that I felt very strongly about. I think it had a total of 250 views, which is, I don't think I've ever had that low. And I just sat there and I'm like, at first I was like, oh, but then I had these few people that were commenting on them and I felt like, okay, they got something out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it comes down to. If you are tying a lot of worth into who sees it and who. Yeah. 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 I, I could I see where that can really be destructive. It is. Especially if you don't monitor your thought pattern and you, you keep doing it. And then you keep feeling empty unless you go viral. It's not, it's not good for you. It's not good for your mental health. It's, 
it's traumatizing, like I say, right? Because you're going on a roller coaster ride and you just don't know how it's going to end. And for me, that's when I knew to step out, to step out and just work on myself a little bit, you know, work on myself and then come back when I'm ready. Everything's going to be there. Don't have a scarcity mindset. Don't think, oh, I have to start over when I come back. It doesn't matter. People who like you for who you are, they want you to be well. So yes. they, they're still going to be there. It's not like they unfollow you overnight because you haven't posted for two two weeks, two months. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Think of the meaningful connection that I, uh, I've able to establish. And I love to meet my followers in real life. <laughs> Does that happen a lot? So now that I moved to New York, I do get recognized a bunch. And last week, someone recognized me. <laughs> and instead of her being a, a fan, I actually was a fan of her that she knew who I was. I said, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so like, she said, oh, I didn't want to creep you out, but I saw you from over there and I couldn't help, but I wanted to like say hi to you. And I was the one who was being extra creepy to her because I'm like, the fact that I just moved here, I meet friends. So we ended up going out to eat and we text and now hopefully we keep in touch but i feel like connection like that for me is is why i went on social media in the first place it's not to gain fame or anything but for someone there to like listen and like you know like validate each other how long have you been in new york now i moved here uh july 8th Three days wow, after that's really recent. I know, but so far I've been able to make friends everywhere I go. I just think something about like after the pandemic, me kind of being antisocial for so long. Now that I get to be around people, I get to have banter with people. It's great. I love it. <laughs> I have to call my sister because she's lived in Brooklyn for gosh. <laughs> years I think and so she knows where all the great places I'm like I'll have to get some like names of really cool places to go to and I'll, I'll email them to you God, oh. so you're on such an adventure so from you were back in the day you were doing real estate are you completely mm-hmm. done with that are you just gonna focus more on this right now I'm not doing anything in real estate but also because COVID is still well, around yeah yeah, yeah. And I feel like the benefit that I would get from doing it is not going to outweigh the cost. Like it's too much for me. I, I mentally, emotionally, and physically, I don't want to carry anything around and spread it no. to other people. But um, right now, I'm taking a break from real estate. I was doing really great in it before social media and everything. And I just know that if I ever want to go back, it's going to be seamless. You know, so it's something that I will always have in my back burner. Always um, nice. <laughs> always yeah. good to have a side hustle. <laughs> I know. But I need to, again, kind of have to work on uh, finding myself some contentment in my life before I progress to the next stage of my career, whether in real estate or social media. Whether you know it or not, I really do think that you're you're definitely helping a lot of people by being so transparent and candid. I think it's wonderful. I have people in my life that suffer from anxiety and it's so painful to watch. But yet, I think it's a balm to be able to hear yeah. people say, you know, it's okay. You know, we walk yeah. through this. Thank yeah. you. 
I think thank you for what you do. Yeah. I appreciate you. I I know <laughs> I know you're kind of being nice, but I know you also mean it because I No, I genuinely mean it. I genuinely yeah. mean it. Because yeah. I think it's important. Yeah. And I, I do agree that it's time to normalize, you know, not just the best part of our life. I think for for the longest time I wasn't being real with myself and when I saw everyone having the best time on social media, it made me feel bad about myself. And that shouldn't be the case. So for me to showcase all my struggle, hopefully that create more authentic conversation among each other. And just know that it's okay. It's the norm. Like everyone is going through something right now. If you if you are not crazy after what we just went through, I don't trust you. I don't trust you. <laughs> you are either way too healthy or you're not a real human with real emotions. Because what we just went through 2020 with everything that happened, I don't see how you can walk away being completely not affected by any of it. You're either I think everybody in some kind of degree has been affected by this. Yeah. No matter yeah. what. Yeah, exactly. So, and that's okay, right? That's okay. We, if we're all in it together, hopefully we can now uh, ride this wave and come out a little bit better and bring more attention to mental health. And, and I was talking, exactly. I was talking to my friend who is also a person of color. And we were talking about how difficult it is to look for like an Asian psychologist who would relate to my experience because I think my identity comes from me being a first generation immigrant, Asian immigrant. And I needed to talk to a psychologist who could relate to that experience because it's very unique. And I could not, I'm not joking, I could not find anyone in Massachusetts and New York. I thought I would be able to find one in New York. Not in New York. Well, none of them would be available for me right now. Everyone that I saw not taking new clients. But here's my point. I was talking to my friend who's also a black person, a person of color, and we agree that it's because mental health has not been a, a priority in, you know, education or career or the media or, you know, society as a whole. So people like Asian immigrants back then didn't really weren't encouraged to study psychology and become a psychologist. Every immigrant family want their, their children to become doctors and, and lawyers, you know, the, the, those, but no one care if their daughter or son became a psychologist. And now that mental health is such a crisis, mental illnesses are huge. Now we don't have enough people that we could relate to who, you know, are Asian American who study to become psychologists. So I think that's a gap for me. I'm going to be okay, but I think it's good that everyone is talking about mental health. Yeah, it's not easy because I was going to say there's a couple of really important people in my life that I was trying to find mental health practitioners for them Mm -hmm. during COVID and everything like that because it was very traumatic and nobody's taking clients anymore. Everything is booked up. It was insane. Or a wait list of six months I do think that there's like, it's wonderful that in in many ways where you sit there and think there's a lot of people that are actually looking for help. 
But on the flip side of the coin, obviously, there has not been enough professionals out there. And there needs to be. Yeah, right. Right now, there's a deficit. There's there's not enough supply and there's so much demand. And hopefully, this would signal people to like take it more seriously and invest in their education more to become psychologists or mental health professionals. But yeah, I don't know where to begin. I think it's been such a huge challenging journey for me to even get to this point where I can finally start to interview different psychologists because health insurance is another thing. When you're self-employed, you know how it is. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, (laughs) we don't have to be... uh, Goodness, we could we could have a good two-hour podcast if we were to get into that whole issue. Goodness, goodness. Well, I appreciate you coming on here, and I'm really excited to see all the future posts and some good advice on skincare and um and all of your adventures in New York. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, and please do ask your sister and send me an email. I'm here, and I'm will. I'm ready to explore definitely will do i walk i walk twenty thousand steps a day uh, like on average very nice well you can't (laughs) in brooklyn you definitely yeah (laughs) all right thank you v thank you so much have a great weekend never forget everything you want to be you already are you are simply on the path of uncovering it Thank you again for listening to another episode of Beauty Uncovered. To know more about Olaplex and its beauty technology, visit olaplex.com. You can also subscribe to get the latest updates on emerging beauty trends and innovation. Join us again next time as you continue to uncover your unique beauty here on Beauty Uncovered.